0: So, A, did you want to kick off with um, just talking about some of the things that people have been doing this week?
1: Yeah. So we've got um, some of our ambassador athletes with us. uh, So we thought we'd just catch up, really, in terms of their training and racing. Um, So we've got Will and Fran with us. We're expecting Izzy in a minute as well. Um, So uh, how's it going, Will? How are things going? I am am Barcelona was a few weeks ago now. So how's, how's it been going since then?
2: Yeah, it's good. It was, um, I think, six weeks ago this weekend, so finding a bit of rhythm again, which is, that was always kind of the objective afterwards, take a few weeks just to um, kind of rest, uh, recuperate a little bit, and um, yeah, between now and Christmas, finding a bit of rhythm and regularity with with what I'm doing again, so just about where I, where I wanted to be, I think.
1: And what and have you got? Have you set your sights on things for next year already, or is that still a work in progress?
2: Uh, work in progress in terms of specific events, but certainly in terms of distance, probably looking more to more to middle distance and some Olympic stuff. Um, and if if things go well and the right iron distance thing comes up, then then who knows? Maybe another shot at that. Um, but yeah, for the, for the time being middle distance will be will be primary target for next year
1: and and is that is that a, a time related thing does that relate to the amount of training time you feel you can commit
2: yeah i think so um that was one of the probably one of the bigger challenges of this year leaving up to barcelona was um yeah trying to balance that in with work and commuting and life um that was yes that was one of the big learnings i guess coming away from from this one compared to previous I It's a slightly different role to to what I was doing then um so yeah that was one of the one of the big takeaways
1: yeah it's a proper juggling act isn't it for age group athletes it's it's a totally different uh, ball game you know these lucky professional athletes who can because they don't have any pressure at all no of course they do but it's a, it's a completely different ball game a completely different ball game um how about you is he, you've been racing in In the States, how did that go and how's how's the recovery going since then?
3: Yeah, um, the race went quite well. Um, (laughs) I really just wanted to enjoy it. Um, No PBs or anything, but um, yeah, it was a great experience. And um, I've been sort of road tripping around Utah for the two weeks post race, which was really fun. Um, And I left my bike in St. George, so I didn't have to worry about that while we were road tripping. Um, And I just did loads of hiking. I I didn't do any swimming, cycling or running, um, just exploring. And to be honest, it was a really good mental and physical break after that race. And um, yeah, I, I do feel refreshed now I've got over the jet lag.
1: Yeah absolutely and is that um in terms of the 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 rest and recuperation is it is that made you know that is that it sounds like that's made you feel really energized and yeah ready i'm to definitely go
3: ready to get back to it now okay. yeah a much needed break though, I think.
1: yeah it's been quite a long season hasn't it for you because i mean you I can't remember when you started racing, but you, but to race all the way through at that level until the end of October is yeah, quite a ask, Yeah, I think ask, I had
3: a, roughly a race a seventeen point three a month since May. Yeah, so it's been, yeah, yeah, so it's been quite
1: a lot. <laughs> it, 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 you definitely and then deserve
4: that change of job as well um you know it kind of adds into the mix of an extra little bit of stress yeah, thrown in it's there.
3: definitely been busy recently um yeah like fran said with i've i've got a new job in uh september october time um so like learning the ropes with a new role and it was a step up um and kind of Because it's a UK-wide business, I'm going out to um, lots of different sites. There's a lot of, like, traveling involved. So, planning my week to fit in travel as well as training and all sorts has been quite a lot to to balance, really. But, so yeah, it's been a full-on year.
1: That's a whole. That's a whole extra level of, um, of, of sort of stress on your body and, and mind that you have to factor yeah. in then into your training, isn't it? Because that's a, you know, that that additional travel um, really has an impact on that as well, and obviously the stress of the new yeah. job as well. Really interesting. Have you noticed? Have you noticed that impacting your recovery? Um,
3: yeah, yeah. Like I generally feel, um, if I've done a lot of traveling. Even if, you know, you're sat on a train for two, three hours, you're not doing anything. It actually, it just makes me more tired. Um, so, like, the next day, I don't feel quite as energised. And um, generally, like, that's reflected in my training today school as well, where I might have one or two days out of the week where I've been out and about. Uh, like, on Wednesday, I drove four hours to whip switch and four hours back again. And I was absolutely knackered by the end of the day, and I was just really glad that that was a rest day. But um, I felt like the next day, you know, I might not have done training because I was just exhausted from all the travelling. It was a really long day. Um,
1: Only only an only only an age group athlete would describe that as a rest day. I think that's the key thing, you know, and it is, it's classic, it's classic age group, you know, it's classic behaviour f- from, and it's something that we as coaches have to really think about and manage is, you know, people think, uh, you know, because they're travelling all day, that has to be a rest day because they can't train. Well, it's clearly not a rest day, um, you know, and uh, Fran, what do you think about rest days?
4: Um, what? How do you mean in terms of? as As an,
1: as an athlete, I'm asking you. As opposed to Uh, as a
4: coach, there's many ways of of looking at rest days, yeah, they are absolutely essential. Um, but but it kind of depends, everybody's different, everybody responds to training differently, everybody adapts differently, and, and what a rest day is to different athletes is different. Um, but that said, you know, you do need to take into consideration the pressures of work and travel and family life because even though that's not actually physical exercise the impact that it has on your body on your cortisol levels is huge and it will impact your training ability and will open you up to bugs infections if you are highly stressed Um, so it is really important and this is why communication is so important you know is because if if you are going through changes or work is really bad or travel is really bad then then as coaches we do need to know so we We lower that intensity. You know, yes, you can keep on aerobically. Yes, you can do active recoveries, but making sure that you're eating well, you're fueling well, you're sleeping well, and you're getting that recovery. So, you know, you can sustain that consistency in your training rather than ending up broken and ill.
0: Sometimes we get um, (coughs) questions on support for training today where people, you know, aren't necessarily even age group athletes, but are just using the app and they will say, that their score has been low for a few days, but they don't really necessarily, you know, they haven't been working hard. They don't feel like they're ill. They don't really understand that. And do you think there's a sort of whole thing where people don't necessarily recognise stress or, you know, in their life and, and you know, their score can get low and they, they do feel tired, but they don't really know why. And it, you know, it could be just something like travel because they've been in the car, but don't necessarily relate that to something that could have an impact on your performance. I think that's oh, definitely. I think that's
1: definitely yeah. something that happens. So I was. It, it, I mean, I. The, it's um. The other thing is, I think there's a cultural element to this. So especially perhaps yeah. in the UK, can I say? I don't. I, I mean, I. I feel like um, there's almost this some amongst some people this mentality of of, you know, sort of bring it on, I'll just keep going, I'll just keep going, I'll keep going, I'll keep going, I'll keep going, and 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 actually there's all sorts of evidence that that is not going to be the best thing to do if you want to, you know, uh, do well athletically. um, Yeah. Or or generally in life, you know, but there's definitely, you know, uh, there's definitely an element of that in terms of cultural. I think it's really on a completely uh, random tangent, you know, quite interesting, the narrative that's coming out of uh mr musk at twitter at the moment in terms of his expect <laughs> expectations of his workers oh, and Gosh, you think well yes. like, you know that that doesn't really fit very well with the current levels of thinking about productivity and how you get the best out of people um so it's quite it's quite interesting
0: yeah i'm guessing everybody at twitter's stress levels are super super high pretty much and, yeah. and it just seems to want to make them higher. Uh, I think seems to think that's the way to improve productivity which I I might say seems crazy but we'll see Um, and of course you've got um, (laughs) some stress as well because (laughs) you've caught Covid this week
1: yeah yeah well it's probably because um, you know it's a classic case probably of um (coughs) uh you know the coach preaching one thing and doing another personally and that's a bit of a a bad thing to admit but yeah I mean uh, yeah it's definitely no question this time of year has uh lots of pressures additional pressures and um uh stresses and things like that and probably just laid myself open I thought I was immune to be honest um but (laughs) uh, apparently not so uh yeah yeah so despite um being fully vaccinated up and and Trying to avoid it at all costs, so I've managed to contract it. I think I think it is the first time I've had it. So uh, yeah, I've probably probably had a fairly good run, I guess. Yeah,
0: and you're seeing that same pattern that we've seen before, haven't you, with the COVID? Yeah. where When you when you turn off smoothing in the app, you see it going <coughs> like really high and then really low. Like overnight, you see recovery, and then as soon as you start the day, it, your score drops quite dramatically, and your body sort of tries to deal with it. But
1: yeah, that's what you're seeing, isn't it? And it's sort of yeah. I, I think that it, well, I think that the, what what what's definitely the case, and we track this with you, Ian, when you had it, and it'd yeah. be interesting to track it. I, um, it might be we could have a look at Izzy's data because Izzy had COVID not that long ago, uh, but yeah. my 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 HRV is varying wildly reading to reading and I've it it is quite um it's quite pronounced and a a, a very very similar to pattern to what we saw with you where you know rather than sort of the gentle rising and falling that we normally see with your hrv scores as as different stresses and strains take hold um this is wild variation in in the actual values reading to reading so yeah really really interesting
0: yeah it's and should we move on to the question because i've got a question that i'm going to do each week a sort of a coach question and I, I had a point that i think is just a general interesting point about what are the relative strengths between doing a turbo session on a bike versus going out on the on the road and you know i've heard things and yeah i think people hear rumors in terms of you know oh yeah you two-thirds of the time on the turbo is as effective as you know the, the full hour on a, on a bike, for example. But it, what, does it, do you want to venture any sort of points on, on that in terms of what are the relative strengths between the two ways of training on a bike? Do you want to say that one, aid, or did you want to talk about that, Fran?
4: Uh, I'm happy to jump in if you can hear me. My internet's a little bit unstable. Um, yeah, I mean, especially over the winter um, when it's where it's cold, uh, the roads are dangerous. I think the more that you can get on the turbo, the better. It is effective effective, to all the stops and starts um, that you do when you're outside riding, and you can make it uh, very specific the type of training that you want out of it. So there's definitely a place uh, for the turbo, uh, particularly over the winter.
0: Well, I was just going to say, is it it sort of more more time time effective? Absolutely. yeah. Yeah. But you, but you wouldn't recommend, you know, somebody just stuck on a turbo. Actually, I've got a no. mate who, who's, who's starting to get into cycling, and you know, he but he sort of fell in love with Zwift, and he's basically just saying, I just think I might just stay on Zwift and never go out on his bike. <laughs> <And> <laughs> one, you're missing, you know, the part of the big fun of cycling. But two, it's probably not the best. You know, you miss, you're not, you're going to find it difficult when you actually jump on a bike if you've just yeah. done turbo, haven't you?
4: For sure, um, and you know you you've got to take into consideration your bike handling skills as well. You're not really going to get that from Swift. Um, no, exactly. So you know, yes, you, there's, you you do need to get out. You do need to practice handling. You do need to get used to the environment in which you're going to be racing in because that's actually what you know your your whole goal is. However, yeah. over the winter, especially in the UK, um, you know you can get some really good specific sessions. Um, you can be motivated by doing group rides on Zwift as well i mean we run fortnightly um uh, Zwift sessions just to just to an opportunity for people to get together and have a go at riding together um through yeah. through the you know through Zwift so that, there's definitely a place for it yeah
0: what, what, what about the sort of thing that the fact that you're locked into a you know during a um, a workout session in erg mode when you're locked into a sort of power with very very little variation whereas if you're on the road and you said to me, do you know ten minutes at 180 watts? It's going to vary, you know, quite a bit, isn't it? Whereas on a turbo, it's going to be fixed in probably at 180, depending on the sort of machine you're you're using. Is that is that that's an unnatural sort of way to do it? But is it do you lose or gain anything by having that from a turbo compared to a sort of bike
1: session?
4: Do you want to answer this one, Aid?
1: I was just going to say it depends. So it depends on the the specific purpose of the session. Um, yeah. So with with that, you know, with the erg example, you've got a you've got a an opportunity um, to target a very specific energy. Um, system within your body um, and if you know and uh, uh, over time you can develop a really good understanding for an individual of uh, what, what energy system that is that you're targeting and what what the level should be you know what yeah. one of the dangers of that is being too broad with your judgments about it so the, the idea that Uh, somebody's FTP is a certain percentage of whatever it is, however they calculated it. I think we talked a little bit about this last time. It is is a generalization and you need to be specific to individuals if you really want to get the best out of that session. Um, The flip side of that is on the road. You know, if 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 you want somebody to ride easy, many athletes find it incredibly difficult to ride easy on the turbo, and especially if they're on Swift, Mm. when the thing's constantly telling you to close the gap to the guy or woman girl (laughs) that's in front of you. Um, Yeah. So you know, it it, it's all about. It all depends on what is the purpose of the session. What's the so? Yes, there is benefit to erg mode on a turbo, and there's benefit to trying to ride a. A session free ride outside and there's benefits to never having any gadgets on your bike and just riding as easy as you can and uh, yeah. enjoying the recovery nature of that kind of a ride yeah. um and perhaps that 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 particular session riding out easy on the road as easy as you possibly can um is is the session that lots of age group athletes find it very difficult to nail um especially if they're with their friends <laughs>
0: Yeah, exactly, and especially things like me and want to log everything. And if you log it, you would. I suppose you don't want to. It, it's, it's not, there's not a, a you know any app or any platform that says, "Oh, well done for riding easy." <laughs> they yeah. always, and maybe they, and perhaps they should, but they they don't ever emphasize that, do they? You don't get a kudos
1: for doing an easy ride. You must. Hopefully, massive. hopefully, hopefully, you do get it in the comments from your coach. Therein, yes, yeah, <laughs> <don't> exactly. <be. laughs>
0: do you think there's any um, difference in the quality of turbo sessions based on the technology? Like, if you use a direct drive type uh, turbo compared to a wheel on? Um, I know <laughs> there's a story, isn't there, for both? So, if you, with the Wahoo Smart Bike, I don't know whether you've ever got that one that um, you've got a working, but. Yeah, and then ro- and then rollers. Well, I'm actually c- currently using the kicker roller. I don't have you seen that? Which is like the roller, but like a, a smart roller. But you don't need uh, to be skilled to ride it because you clamp the front wheel in. Um, okay. and so so you don't have to. So you, you know, it's much easier to stay upright. Um, but you get that you do get a nice sort of movement at the back, which is a bit more, more of a natural because the back wheel is sort of moving around and it is on a roller, so and um, it feels a bit more like, natural. Compared to other things. but do you think there's any training difference between the different sorts of
1: turbos um, what, Will what do you do you use a kicker Will
2: uh, yeah I've got a in fact I'm a bit of a split well, in, at work I've got a, uh, a Flux S um, but I have used a kicker in the past and I have got a kicker that I could use um, yeah I I have found a slight variance between the two um
0: well in terms of it's it's accuracy or just in terms of how easy it is to, to work with
2: uh well probably accuracy and, and, and i yeah. can't say which is more accurate but they they are consistently slightly different um, Yeah. so yeah that's that's kind of one thing i guess to bear in mind if, you, if you're flicking across from from one to the other and then to a what bike again i guess yeah,
0: because it's. I mean, you want it, consistency. You want, don't you? If, you? if you're going across different machines and and, you, and they're not consistent, then it's pretty hard, I guess, to know how well the sessions went compared to what you were supposed to be doing.
1: Is he, I is, think, um, is, oh, sorry, i gone. Well, no,
4: I was going to say I think this is where it's really important to have an understanding of your own body's energy systems and what it feels. Yeah. Because yeah. at the end of the day, if you're doing the work, you're doing the work, whatever the gadgets say, you're putting that, you know, effort in, whether it's a threshold sprint, strength, whatever it is, regardless yeah. of gadgets. And that, and I think you know something that both me and Adi think uh, strongly on is that having that understanding of how your body feels is really, yeah. really important. But
0: that and that, but that comes after a, a lot of um, work, isn't it? A lot of understanding to get to a point where you understand what your body systems are. Because I, used, I always sort of thought, you know, technology. Because people, I remember people saying to me when I was, you know, putting lots of gadgets on my bike, oh, just ride as you feel. But I, I sort of argue, well, actually, I, I don't really know how I feel because I haven't got the experience. So I don't know what, what, you know, what my limits are. So actually, having some data makes it easier for me to start to understand that. If I was a really good, you know, cyclist, for example, and had years and years of experience at that point, then you probably wouldn't need so much of data because you can sort of understand your body. But perhaps when you're starting out, you don't understand that, and you need something to give you some sort of guidance rather than just uh, your heart rate. I suppose. That, would you say there's something in that?
4: Um, I, I would. I would argue that. Have you oh. actually without, trained for a month without any gadgets whatsoever and had a list of how your body is feeling?
0: Yeah. Maybe I should try that.
4: <laughs> because I mean people are people are fixated with gadgets. I mean, and, and in yeah. modern technology, there is there's so many things out there that can record what you're doing, where you're going, etc. etc. Yeah. Et yeah. And actually we athletes can become dependent upon it and almost forget about you know what their breathing rate is like, how their yeah. legs are feeling, how their body is yeah. feeling. And actually yeah. if you take that away from them. It yeah. does give them an opportunity to actually, you know, think about how they are feeling.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because I think I do... I I might look down at the bike computer and see what the watts are and think either I should be going hard or I should be not going as, as hard. And maybe that's not based on how I'm feeling, that's based on me looking at a number sometimes. Which is probably completely wrong, isn't it?
4: Well, do you know what? I mean, I personally think... if <laughs> Everything. Use everything. You know. athletes to know what it feels like but use technology as well because you know especially when when something's not quite right with an athlete you will see within the data that you know maybe they're not hitting the watts, or maybe their heart rate isn't recovering as well as it should be and yeah. it and it and it put, poses a load of questions you can start asking them so there is a real place for technology oh,
1: cool. it poses cool. a new question i think was what fran was saying right? <laughs> she just disappeared <laughs> off there. but it's a, the point she was making was a really good yeah. one which is that you um you know that 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 information is also valuable because if if you ask a if you ask an athlete to do something on feel and you find that their heart rate is going through the roof then clearly their you know their their judgment of feel has not been quite right and then that education yeah. process can happen. Um, yeah. You know that that's that's so all data is useful. Um, yeah uh, but it but probably we would we would say shouldn't be the absolute guiding um yeah. You know because at the end of the day when you're racing you're racing and the conditions that you're racing in are going to be um variable and and difficult to predict um and yeah. you know those are just the environmental conditions and then when you throw in the personal conditions and the physical conditions of the athletes and the temperature outside and everything else road surface whatever you want to put in um okay. so it is important to be able to make those yeah. judgments yeah what do you use, Izzy? Have you got?
0: Uh, what sort of, sort I've of got do you
3: have? a direct drive. I think it's an elite one, um, but it doesn't have a gmo oh, yeah. or anything. It's yeah. like quite a basic one. Um, I was finding right. when yeah. we first got it, the watts were significantly inflated. So, um, although it made me feel right. good, I knew my FTP wasn't that high. <laughs> 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 i use yeah. my power pedals and link that up with zwift uh, i've got the okay. Favreau yeah. Asioma pedals so at least it's consistent when i use it on the road and then on the turbo as well so i wasn't going from like an insanely yeah. high ftp on the on the turbo trainer and then going out on the road and then being like oh it's, I'm not as good as I thought I was <laughs> so at least I've got uh, <laughs> it's consistent now <laughs> at least um but yeah, yeah just yeah, putting back on what you were just saying like I've definitely had it I've had some turbo sessions where I've just not been able to hit the watts that Zwift says that I should be hitting um just because of like general training yeah. load or whatever so you know it, you have to kind of think about yeah there's intervals for like hard and easy hard and easy and if you if I'm not meeting if I'm not meeting the the watts of the hard hard bits then at least you know I can just vary the intensity and I'm still getting a bit of a decent workout in even if I'm not Rather than yeah. just like quitting completely, just being like I can't do it, which does happen sometimes. But like,
0: yeah. So what you so you'll drop, drop down ten percent or and something like that. Like, yeah.
3: yeah, I did a hard run the day before or whatever, and just kind of like try and see the bigger picture. I think, yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: And sometimes, it, yeah, that's a good.
0: It's the really same really with thing, running as it? well.
3: Like um, Fran often sets me you know, like half marathon effort, 10K effort, 5K effort, rather than being like run out four-minute Ks or or whatever, because I think it's useful to be like, well, if I was to be running a 10K today, I would probably be able to hold this pace, where if I was running yeah. my 10K PB ever, I'd be running at a very different pace. So, um, yeah, Taking it like how am I feeling today and uh, changing the kind of numbers to aim for is uh, yeah difficult. Like I I just got back from my lunchtime interval session and um, because I haven't been running for like three weeks since uh, the World Championships, I kind of realised well, you know, I'm not going to be running at my half marathon. PB pace, so I might as well drop that down a little bit because I'll be completely spent by the end of it.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I I think I struggle with them when when they when you set me like seventy point three pace. I, I still don't really know what it is because I don't do a lot of them. I guess and so I what I'm trying to do is based on how I like, like I'm running you know, what I what I would think would, should be feeling like for that. And I suppose that's well, you can do is
1: really, isn't it? Yeah, that's, anybody- that's why. That's why it says effort. And it, it, as Izzy as Izzy was just alluding to, at the end of the day, that that ability to make those judgments as an athlete is super super important. And and yeah. and remember that the data is still there. So if you're wearing a watch and your heart rate is being recorded, then yeah. your coach your coach can look at that and say, well, what you know, how well have they made this judgment? Yeah. Uh, because as we as 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 we work with athletes, we get to know those um, heart rate. Zane's very, very accurately, yeah. which is quite useful.
0: And Will and Izzy, have you ever looked at the, um, or anybody looked at power on running? Because Apple Watch does this now, doesn't it? And I know, I don't know whether they've really stri- tried the Stride sort of running pod. And I know you're not necessarily keen on it, Abe, but it's an interesting, th- I think it's really interesting that Apple have decided to include, you know, a power, running power as a standard metric on their, on their watch. But um, I don't know, has anybody tried it? Are you bothered to look at it?
2: I, I haven't done myself. Um, no. Probably of, of running and cycling, I have a better feel for my body running than I do cycling. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. I'm, more, I'm more comfortable kind of um, using the metrics that we've already got alongside yeah. yeah, my own kind of judgment and feel rather than yeah. adding anything else into the metrics just at the moment.
1: Yeah. What do you think of it, Abe? Uh, I, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm as we, we've we've uh, we've briefly chatted about it before, and we yeah. uh, but, I again, I think um, one of the one of the things about power in running is this idea that it, it, I suppose it has meaning as long as it's being derived in the same way every time it's being derived, which I'm sure Apple will be deriving it in the same way every time that they derive it, but but the 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 thing is, is that you could. It doesn't necessarily relate to um, an improvement in speed when you're running. So that the, because obviously technique has a huge amount of part to play in that. So, if, as an example, if you're running with a stride power meter, I think if you run up and down on the spot, it doesn't record zero power. Um, right. But it does record, but, it, but you will be running zero distance. Um, yeah. So it, 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 but that's that. Yeah. I, I think it could be useful, I guess um if if it's um you know but i but i'm i'm less uh, i think it's it's less solid in terms of its scientific yeah. thinking than, than the power on the bike is yeah yeah yeah
0: interesting i think we wrap, wrap it up for today it's, friends disappear actually she? like, yeah, i think the, the
1: internet died downstairs yeah All right. <laughs>
0: Okay. Thanks very much.
1: <laughs> and yeah, uh,
0: I'll uh, no, catch up. No, catch you no, next week. No. Hope you're feeling better soon. Hey. <coughs> Thank <laughs> you. Be <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, safe. Go. Thanks, Will it is, it is Thanks for well. Thanks the